This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined by Christian Garcia as always. Hello. And uh, Skyping in over the interwebs, we have Jeffrey Cantor. Hello. All the way from New Jersey. Uh, we really appreciate you staying up late because uh, it's like late dinner time for us. And and it's past my bedtime because I'm, <laughs> I'm an old man. So. Um, and I, you know, I'm super stoked to have you on because... Um, you you famously played um, the Ellison Ellison Mitchell Ellison from Daredevil and uh, and also the Punisher right you showed up in an episode or two of the Punisher too and I was and I was spoken about in Defenders well you know there was a lot of lot of people to get screen time in Defenders so it, yeah. don't don't feel bad that you were left out I, I, no, I was really okay with it Deborah Ann actually calls me and yeah. we have a conversation you don't see me but I'm on the other end of that line so ostensibly yeah. I was virtually in, in uh, the defenders. Yeah, Cody, yes. give him credit where he, you know, credits deserved. Right? Yeah. yeah, please. Well, um, you know, I, I just, I want to say how much I love all of those shows, but specifically Daredevil and Punisher. I mean, they are just, it, it's such an awesome thing that all you guys made and you know put out into the world because it's it's one of those things that I never thought, especially after the Ben Affleck movie. I never thought we'd get another true to the comic book, um, you know, iteration of Daredevil. And it's, I mean, it's, it's so good. So, so I have a question. Yes. I have a question. We're not used to this, but let's go, let's go for it. Let's reverse it. I have a question for you. So, so I understand yes. that, that the Ben Affleck version, it's not a great movie. Right. It's really like, but it's not like the worst movie ever made. It's, it just isn't the worst movie ever made. That's right? true. That's true. So, I, it just—it seems the vitriol against what's like an okay movie. Yeah, I think I still public, watched it. I think the public has something against Ben Affleck. I mean, because right away when he got Batman, that's, that's also true. Yeah, like people yeah, were saying, I, I, I loved I, him in Batman. To be yeah. honest, I, I thought, yeah, whatever. I, I, I didn't hate Daredevil. I, I thought it was, it was fine. I mean, I think what we did with it was was better. But I, because it was, it's grown it up. You know? Well, it's grown up, and that what Netflix did and what Marvel did, you know, all of them were very grown up, mature versions of comic book stories, yeah. right? So you're dealing with much more of the of the psycho um, uh, psychoanalysis component of what's going on in Matt's head. But the movie didn't suck, 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 did it? No. So, so I think you know, it's it's easy for us, uh, especially now in in really the golden age of comic book movies and comic book content out there. I think it's easy for us to look back on that one and be like, Oh, daredevil sucked. But I mean, at the time it, I don't think it was that bad of a movie. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I thought it was fine. You know, I mean, what I, I think what I missed in ours, which I loved, I loved being part of it. And 
I, I don't really have any real criticism. So this really came, uh, I was having a discussion damn, like a week and a half ago. So I just thought of this is it would have been cool. One thing I remember about Daredevil was he was a, he was an acrobat. Right. Like when I remember reading the comics, he was an acrobat, mm-hmm. which also gave him a bit of a geek factor, but it was something that no other superhero did. Mm-hmm. No, no other superhero had acrobatic skills. And, and I thought, wouldn't that have been a cool thing? Because there's a lot of martial arts on TV. There's a lot of martial arts in the movie. Yeah. It's not a lot of acrobat heroes. And wouldn't that have been a cool thing to a blind acrobat hero? Like who had those, those kind of gymnastic skills. I thought that would have been really cool um, to do. But I, I only thought of that. No one asked me. It's not right. like somebody's, Jeff, what do you think of this? Oh, I don't know, Eric. It would be really cool if you did a pommel horse. Stephen Knight didn't come to me and say, "Jeff, Jeff, what are you, what are you thinking about the uh, about what his skills are?" I think he used to be more of that. Oh, you're right, Jeff. They they didn't come to me. Yeah, I think we should just throw him on the uneven bars. I think that would be a just a cool scene. That's that's that, that's not the guy thing, but okay. He's just working out. Yeah, you know? on, on the third remake. So. I was thinking more. The, I was thinking more the, like the trap, like like swinging from stuff. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just like off, right. off of a something, building. Just something that spoke to that daredevil, the whole thing of a daredevil, the high wire act, the daredevil. That's and, and that kind of where the name came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, now, I didn't really think about it until you brought it up, but that's true. He didn't have his like, um, well, he didn't use it much. The whip of like him slinging around for a while. Yeah, the bill. What? What are they? The Billy call? Club, but it was so, like num- his nunchucks had extenders and they whatever. I just. It's not a criticism of the show by any means. Yeah, it would be another avenue. But it, what it, wouldn't that have been interesting? Yeah. So. I guess we'll just have to wait for season four. <laughs> just, yeah. Just when all of a sudden becomes an acrobat. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna lean hard into Daredevil being an acrobat on this. Right. He's gonna take down the corruption yeah, I, of I'm, the Olympic. If anybody judges. listens to your podcast, I'm gonna get such shit. <laughs> So well, do you, do you think the uh, the save Daredevil movement is gonna gonna catch on? And you think it will if enough people go for it that they'll bring it back? Wait, hold on. It's funny you should say it because can you see? Ooh. Yeah. Wait, it's upside down. It's upside down. Save Daredevil. Is it backwards to nope. you? No, no, no. Nope. It's good. No, we see it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's back it's... to me. Oh yeah. No, it looks uh, good to us. So um, here here's my my feeling about the save Daredevil movement. Um, from what I understand, they're, they're really sweet people. I spent some time with them and they, they sent me a package on, um, sent me a package for the con and, and, uh, wait, look at this. So this is going to be on my table at the con. Oh, nice. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is so cool. Um, I just love so, that he has everything at arm's length. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything just so happens to be I, like. I'm, I'm the Mr. Rogers of podcasts. <laughs> oh, what's this right over here? <laughs> oh, oh, look, wait. I have a clip. No. Um, so um, I, I, I think uh, I, don't, I don't know that it will actually have any significant impact um, on the decision-making process of Marvel, Disney, Netflix. But what it does do is it galvanizes a population around the character, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. a pretty potent. 300,000 people is a pretty big number. I mean, that's more people than was at, at Trump's inauguration. I mean, that's a very big number. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. A huge number. And, 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 and I think um, I, I think initially, it's. I think it's much bigger, first of all, than they ever expected it to be. 
Right. I've never had fans before, right? So this is the first time I've ever had fans. And so for me, it's an opportunity to interact with a group of people who are really focused on the show that I'm in and, um, and who seem to like me, uh, which is nice. Um, I, I don't think it will have no impact. I, I can't imagine that, um, that Marvel isn't taking heed. Right. So, but, but the impact will not, I don't think from, and I don't have, I mean, I'm way out of my pay grade, so I certainly don't know, but I, I can't imagine that the lawyers sitting up in their offices who are looking at the contract between Netflix and Marvel slash Disney are saying, oh, sure, we can bypass all of whatever this relationship is because the fans want it so badly, right? right. That's not going to happen. And also, I know that, that Joe Caseta was very moved by, um, by the book that they gave him, but he's very moved by this whole thing. Eric is very moved by the whole thing. D'Onofrio is very moved by, by it. Um, I'm moved by it. So I, I, I think it's great. Um, and I think, um, you know, it's getting rewatched. I, I think it's, um, it's something that Marvel did that was very smart, right? They created this universe it was really a complete universe, right? Yeah. They, they broke new ground in terms of, I mean, Netflix already had started it, right? So Netflix did it with House of Cards. So we went, we went from, I'm only going to watch webisodes, so all of a sudden I'm watching 10-hour movies or 13-hour right. movies. Yeah. But then Marvel took it to the next step and said, we got a bunch of 13-hour movies that we're putting together. And you can live in this space. I mean, if you watch, how many hours is it all together? I try not to think about it. Three seasons of Daredevil. Yeah. So that's like, that's that's twenty six hours, thirty nine hours of Daredevil. Yep. Then you got um um, um two of Punisher. Twenty six hours of Punisher. Then two of Iron Fist. Twenty six hours. And then. Two, I mean, you're talking almost two hundred. missing? Two Jessica Jones, two Luke Cage, and then one Defenders. So, so you're so, talking I mean, about two, what? That's two hundred, almost three hundred hours yeah. of viewing. In, in, in what is ostensibly one universe. Right. Well, it will never happen again. Right, exactly. I mean, you guys basically outdid the, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, by the time you were done with it. And, you know, they, yeah. they're going to play catch-up for you for the rest of the, you know. Yeah, well, I, but also, what, I may be mistaken, but didn't DC sort of bail on the whole universe concept? Because yeah. how are you going to catch that? Right. Well, I think, you know, and that's... Well, there's a lot of things wrong with the DC universe. <laughs> right. But, but one of them is you, you, can't, you can't match what Marvel did. I mean, Jeff Loeb, I mean, gee, come on. Look at that. Well, I, I, I think one of the main things, too, that, that really separates it, at least for me as a fan, and I like DC stuff, too. I've always been more of a Marvel guy. Their but, cartoons are really good. I'll sure. give them that. Yeah, the, sure. the cartoon movies. Yeah. Um, but I'd say that the main thing that separates it is, you know, if we go all the way back to, say, Iron Man, right, which is the first... Well, I guess in, technically Incredible Hulk was one of the first ones, but I think they call it Iron it. Man is as the first jumping off point. That movie stands on its own. You don't have to worry about, oh, what's coming next? What came before? It's it's a great movie on its own. And most of those movies, at least initially, stand on their own. You're not like, oh, man, I, I love how it tied into the the one before it. No, they're just good movies on their own. And very much like the Netflix series, the first season of Daredevil Holy crap! I I couldn't believe what I was watching. It you know when I first started watching, I'm like, this is the single best iteration of comic books in the TV show. What TV show in quotes? Um, well, that yeah, I've what ever else seen. can we call? It? I mean, yeah, TV exactly. Show. You know, 
they'll they'll have something new in the next couple of years. But but I I agree. I mean I I I I I agree. And then I, I I don't know that you I don't know that I feel the same way about all of our shows, all of the, our shows, sure. all of Marvel Universe on Netflix shows. I I don't know that they all maintain the standard of Daredevil, but I as a as a whole universe, it it is there will never be anything like it. It right. really set the bar so high and and even even they can't match it again right and and i think you know a a good good example is to look at you know um the dc side of things and and the closest thing they have is like the arrow flash universe and there's some good stuff in there there's you know it's okay but it's nowhere near you know the characters aren't anywhere near as well developed there's not as much personal growth in there like it you know it's already gotten stale and um no, I think that that has been one of those things that really it's going to make that these Netflix uh, content really continue on, you know, and be rewatchable. You can rewatch, you know, going back to that first hallway fight scene. You watch that a million times and catch new stuff that's happening in the corners and stuff. It's, you know, cinematically, they're great. They were well written. The characters were all really fleshed out. Um, it's It's hard to compare. I don't. You know, yeah. t- taking it out yeah. of taking it out of the superhero realm, you know, um, it's hard to find television in general that's that good. You know, there yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think Daredevil. What Daredevil did is bridge the gap between yeah. sort of regular, serious action drama and mm-hmm. superhero, because he, he wasn't he didn't have like super skills. Right. I mean, he's super skillful. Yeah. But he wasn't. He didn't have super strength. He wasn't impenetrable. He could mind meld. He. He was he was just a, a guy who happened to be um, a great acrobat. A gr- well, no, but <laughs> you know, he, he was he was blinded, but had heightened skills. Whatever, I think there was something um, relatable, right, to a human being that that some of the other characters don't quite have. Yeah. Right, if, if you can't be killed, it, it takes you out of the realm of, of having to struggle with the decisions you make in the same way. So he's, he's struggling with all his decisions, right and wrong, good and bad. Um, the Christian thing, the law thing, right? Is it the law? Is it moral? Um, and he was struggling with all those issues. He's such a good actor that you bought the struggle. And then you had like Peter McRobbie. I mean, come on, man, he's such a good actor. And, 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 and Eldon, I mean, he, his journey was he was surrounded by these characters who were informing all these different things that were going on in his life. And all three seasons, you see him go through this very difficult change. Right. And that, and that just doesn't happen. No other superhero can go through that. See, my favorite. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say my favorite was in season two with the Punisher and Daredevil, and like where Ooh, they had very so two different viewpoints. But mm-hmm. you, you, I was like, I understand both sides. Like both sides make equal sense to me. Like if I was in that situation, and they were like, "Hey, who do you agree with?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." Because <laughs> like, both of you guys are making great I points. Just, I'm just gonna stand over here. Yeah, you guys fight it. Out. Well, <laughs> even 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 Matt is struggling with that very question. I mean, he sees you know, um, uh, uh, the Punisher. You know, Castle is not struggling with the decision. No, right? he's made. <laughs> right? it. He's made it. <laughs> Made his decision, and, and Matt's jealous. I think there's a, a like he's envious of that. Yeah, the freedom that he, decision gives him. He would love he would love to be able to just this is what I have to do, and he can't. He's struggling, struggling all the time. He's got so much Catholic angst. Yeah, it, and I, I think that that separated the show out. Yeah, because you 
because you're, what you're talking about is what Matt was going through. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also rare too to see a show where even the villain goes through a a, a huge character arc. You know, Vincent D'Onofrio is just, I mean, you can't say enough great things about that guy. He's he's just a powerhouse. And but like, it's interesting to see the kingpin where you're actually like, oh shit, I kind of feel bad for him. You know, the things, you know, the flashbacks with his dad. And, and stuff. then he crushes someone's head with a car door. Yeah, and then he does that, and you're like, ooh, bro. He has some, he has some anger management issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was so refreshing. Going back to the Ben Affleck one, I really did like, uh, what was that guy's name? Um, the guy from who played Kingpin in that one. Oh, I'm blanking right now. He passed away. Um, yeah, he was great. He was, he was great. from the Green Mile. I forget his name. We're terrible. Yeah, it's going to kill me. But he was excellent in that, too, and I really liked him. But Wait, Tom Hanks was Kingpin? No. <laughs> I don't think you're right no. on that. No, John Coffey. Take my hair and boss. That guy. <laughs> he, he was. Dang it. Anyway, um, he was excellent. That was so much fun. I don't know for, why that's, that was so much why fun that's the line right that I remember from Green Mile. Take my hand, boss. So while, while Cody's figuring this out, <laughs> I wanted to ask, I don't know if you have any inside, but my suspicion is that Disney was pulling off these shows to put it in their streaming. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping, and I'm hoping, you know, Save Daredevil pushes them to the to this decision. Michael Clark Duncan. That was his name. There we go. Well played. <laughs> I don't know if you have any insight. I, I, no, I, I really don't have it. As I told you this is above my pay grade. I, um, I, I, from the outside as a layperson, I can see, yeah, Disney. You know, um, was it Iger said everything's going to be on our own streaming platform in 2020. We're going to take everything off any place else. Yeah. Once that happened, there was no way that Netflix and Marvel or uh, Marvel Disney. It's going to be very hard for them to come to an agreement about filming something in 2019 if it's going to be off Netflix in 2020. Right. However, I'm I'm afraid, and, and this, you know, my livelihood notwithstanding, um, I think it's unlikely that they'll be able to use this iteration of any of the Marvel shows on either, you know, Disney Plus or, or whatever. Whatever they call it. I mean, they're going to own so much, right? They're going to, they own, they're going to own Fox. Yeah, they already they are Disney, so they have their own library, a huge library of, yeah. of existing um, content that they own on their own. This, I I believe, is co-owned in a way. I think Marvel and and Netflix are embedded in terms of the ownership of this content, which will complicate its being able to be aired on Disney. Also, it ain't really family oriented you know so that that was my big thing too it's like, just, that was the only thing where i figured they can't do it because if it has a disney logo uh, they're not gonna put yeah, the yeah I mean, no no i i think you know i i i have this image of charlie cox singing something from frozen but i, I think you know like you know uh or, or, or aladdin um I mean, it, it's instead of Jasmine and Aladdin, it's it's it's, it's Karen and and Charlie on a magic carpet. Uh, I can show you the world. Um, anyway, I, I think uh, so. I, I, but I think there's other platforms that they would be able to show it on. It won't be able to be shown on the regular Disney platform. And also, though, I don't think they can show this iteration. I I, I hope they can. I mean, look, I, I um, 
I'm not one of the main people. I seem like I am, but I'm not. Um, to the fans, you are. Yes, thank you. But so, so would they be able to ever use Ellison and me as Ellison again? Maybe. I mean, Ellison doesn't exist in the comic books. Yeah, it's uh, just. But now he does. He does finally. I think in a kingpin, I, I showed it um, on Instagram. I, I have a, a photo of, of my business card. Oh, nice. Ellison's business card is attached to something in in the in a Fisk comic book. Oh, that's awesome! So, uh, yeah, so I, um, but I didn't exist in I Ellison didn't exist in the comic book initially, and uh, so I don't know what the ownership of Ellison is. Yeah. So when they do the Ellison series, <laughs> yeah. Actually, it wouldn't well, be bad, you know, so, with all the all the crazy stuff uh, happening so in the city. There was there was a comic book series for a long time called uh, I think it was Marvel Frontline, um, where it was actually there was it was based on journalists who were covering things like the uh, Marvel Civil War and World War Hulk and stuff. And I think that like that's an interesting. That's side actually of a the great story. angle. Yeah. Well, there, there was somebody um, at my first Comic Con told me about uh, a comic book called The Marvels. Oh yeah, that one's good too. And, which I read. It was just one sort of large, sort of graphic novel that seemed to have taken place over time. By Alex that Ross. That was really Ben Urich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what occurred to me is, because uh, because I'm self promoting, of course, that um, wouldn't it be interesting if now that all the superheroes are off of Netflix, they're all gone, right? And somebody else. I'll, I'm getting ahead of myself, but wouldn't it be interesting if Hell's Kitchen has blown up and Ellison is wondering where all the superheroes are have gone? Yeah, and that and that there's a series, even if it's a web series, of that's based on Ellison looking for the superheroes and trying to find clues and and seeing that actually they still exist. We just never see them anymore because they're only working, you know, so nobody can see their handiwork. But you're like finding people tied up or finding things punched in or whatever that we, we see enough evidence and that we're, we're looking for them. And then somebody else brought up the fact that Thanos got rid of all the other superheroes right. and that perhaps this is the New York. That's what happened. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this, they all got snapped out. Let's get a petition. I'll sign it. Yeah. I'll sign it. You, you guys can start, but that's not right. That's not bad. Yeah. Right. No, I like and, that. And, and you'll call we'll call it the bulletin. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I like it. Uh, I'm totally down. Let's get this thing I, written. Hashed I'd, out. I'd watch it. Yeah, I would watch. I would Cody, watch it. Cody, you got a writing I, background. You write it. Up. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to save Daredevil people. I said, look, if you have three hundred thousand people and everybody gives a hundred dollars, yeah, it's thirty million dollars. We could shoot it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would give a hundred dollars for that. Yeah, I would totally. Especially right, and, and it would be and it would be fan fan owned. You could hire the writers. Yeah, hey, doable. My, my work with that. Uh, what's that? Legion of M. Legion M. The fan-owned uh, production company that they. Started. Oh, did you did you sign up with them? Yeah, I'm an investor. Yeah, we th- I think we each. What did you throw in? Like 100 bucks, 200 bucks. I did like a little that. more. Yeah, nice. Oh, great! You'll throw in oh, 200 bucks to them. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they haven't. You know, they they've made it a couple movies that I've seen that I, I liked, but uh, I would much rather watch you know a Marvel-based movie. I'll get on it. <laughs> there you go. We'll uh, promote it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you back on once it's all. Sure. Underway. Uh, so, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, in the spirit of comic books, you know, what's kind of, you know, what's, how'd you get into acting? What's your origin story, if you will? My origin story. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I was, uh, born in California, uh, Travis Air Force Base. 
Uh, Dad was in the Air Force. Um, he's still a practicing physician, just so you know, 82 nice. years old. Wow. And uh, he and my mom live here, right over here. <laughs> Arms reach. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they, they live a few towns away. My sister's down the street. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're still pretty tight. So um, I, I started acting. I was, I was singing first, like in choir in third grade. I started acting fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, I didn't think I was going to be an actor. I was bullied. Uh, so it was a safe place. Talk about being a nerd, yeah. Yeah, a smart kid. Um, so uh, it was a safe place for people who weren't athletes um, and who weren't bullies themselves to go and be with other people. But also teaches you confidence and self-reliance and teamwork all at the same time. And I was good at it. Yeah. And um, so for me, it was just a safe place. Uh, but also, I'm, I think a lot. And this allows you to analyze and empathize. And so you're figuring stuff out. You're problem solving all the time as an actor. So it was it was the right fit for me too. And, um, but I, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, you know, so I acted through grade school. So when I was in grade school, I was in the high school plays. When I was in high school, I was in the community theater, but I, I wasn't doing anything professional. Then when I was in college, I was doing summer stock and some college plays. Um, but it was, uh, West side story. Um, I was playing action, um, at Amherst and, um, that's when, uh, the head of the drama department at Smith saw me and wrote a long letter about my work to me and that's sort of when the penny dropped and i realized um that i have an opportunity to do something that i really love that's fulfilling that's um all-encompassing uh and um that i'd rather be doing that than anything else rather do that than go on vacation it's my favorite thing to be doing with my time is is being in that space and um so that's when i made the decision and then so i finished amherst went to the national theater institute uh, in 1982 god i'm so fucking <laughs> and uh, my daughter actually uh, just got into the National Theater Institute. Oh, She's doing nice. it after school. I did it as my junior year, first semester. My daughter's doing it uh, as her first year, uh, first semester after college. And then um, I went to the what is now the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London. Um, I was the first. Oh, so when I was in London, I did a show. So I did, went to drama school. I did a show, a TV show called The Night Network. There's very little you can find out about it, but you can look it up. But one of our episodes, we got to meet the um, um, uh, artist of The Watchmen. Oh, okay. The Watchmen series had only been out for a pretty short period of time. They'd only compiled it, and he was a guest on the. I didn't get to interview him, but I should have because I had yeah. read it. I, uh, I, read, I read them as individuals. Yeah. Uh, I remember them as individual comics, and he came on the show – the same episode as Mel Brooks. Oh my gosh. That, that was a really good episode. And I didn't get to interview him either. I actually uh, was playing a, a VJ called the Axeman. I created a town called Axeborough, PA. And I I was just this DJ. So I, I, I was I was like a VJ because I would put the needle on a record and you'd see the video. Yeah. But just to give you an idea, this how long ago this was. Because you how, how old are you guys? Uh, 35. 32. Okay. <laughs> so, that's not so, that visual is not gonna, we're not gonna have that visual i'm gonna i'm gonna so i uh, i uh this was uh god 1987 that was the year i was born yes i know i know <laughs> I, I did the calculations i was too. i was and uh, so i i um it was the first late night television in england um all right 
uh, and Howard Stern had just started. And one of the producers of the show said, you got to listen to this guy, Howard Stern. And, you know, I, I could hear little snippets of him. Um, but that was all that there was at the time. So I wouldn't say that my character was based on him, but certainly I, that was when I had my first awareness of Howard Stern. Um, but, uh, but the songs like, for instance, the fine young cannibals, Ooh, yeah. um, um, uh, 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 touch of gray. That was the year touch of gray came out. The song touch of gray, uh, by the grateful dead. dead. Yep. Um, um, I'm a huge deadhead. Uh, I, I, may be, I may be young, but I, I love them. I've seen them. Well, I well, obviously I've never seen the original grateful dead, but I've seen further, and uh, Dead and Company, like I don't know, eight, eight times. So, so I, I've I've been to a number of shows. My first show was um, uh, nineteen summer of nineteen eighty one. Okay, it was my first show, Lewiston, Maine. Anyway, but so yes, I'm a deadhead nice. too. So, um, but uh, but that was that was the kind of music that was out. Um, uh, t- uh, 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 Tunnel of Love, Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Tunnel, Tunnel of Love. Okay, that was that, was that year. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so so I would put the needle on a record, and you'd see these 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 videos. Yeah, uh, and that was my uh, my little segment of the Night Network. That's so cool. But but the Watchmen, I remember reading the Watchmen, and that was the first graphic novel I ever read, and. It's a good I, word, a good place to start. It's actually, like, I was going to say it's a tough place to start because yeah. after that, like, it's such a great read. Like, I read that oh, yeah. and then it's hard I, to find another. That I, kind and of then compares. I started reading, like, The Walking No, I was in the middle of reading The Walking Dead, and someone's like, You got to read Watchmen. I can't believe you haven't read it. And then I read Watchmen, and then I tried to go back to The Walking Dead. I was like, Well, this isn't the same, man. Yeah. Like, because it was oh. just such a great read. Rorschach, especially. Somebody asked me if I ever wanted to be a villain, who would it be? And I'm like, I don't know if he's a villain, but Rorschach. Would, would yeah. be a part of uh, get a crack at. Yeah, he's oh. he's kind of like he's kind of like an anti-hero almost. You know, I'd put him almost in the same line as the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I, I, have you kind of seen? You know that HBO is doing a uh, a newer version of that. They're going to serialize it. Um, so it's Heard be- about that? No one called me. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was going to say maybe you can still get in there. Maybe they haven't introduced everyone yet. Yeah, go for it. They haven't. <laughs> yeah. Make a call. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll start that petition too. We got a lot of we got a lot of work to do. To do. Um, but yeah, I I love the Watchmen. I think it's one of those. I mean, it's a it's a it's transcended comic books, and now it's part of like you know, like the. Well, Easton. I didn't love the movie. Yeah, I think it had its shortcomings. I think for trying to make that comic series into a movie, I thought he did an okay job. You know? it, it couldn't be a movie. Yeah, it couldn't. I think uh, HBO has kind of the right idea of, you know, making separating into episodes and. Um, well, you, you each comic book is a movie, so right. just do it that way. It's, yeah. You already have it. The storyboard's right there for you. Just do the storyboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, I've talked to a couple of people where they're the like giant squid in there too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna bring. I was like, they didn't do the giant squid. I was like, dude, that's not gonna. That would not translate well to screen. Like, it's just. <laughs> It wouldn't. It'd be so awesome. <laughs> it's just a giant squid. And it's just kind of just like sitting there. It kind of like tips over a little bit. It just, it just wouldn't work. I mean, yeah, like, sure, Credits. it'd be funny, but I'm not. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think that's what Alan Moore was going for. Yeah, you know, I could it. be wrong. It was, it was an ending that kind of made you think, and it's it's more about uh, Ozymandias's Ozzy, Ozzy Mandeus, uh, kind of explanation and, and like evil monologue at the end explaining it. 
um, it makes way more sense with that, you know. But um, yeah, I'd like to see the squid. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> right, but that was, that was my first acting job out of drama school. Was That's the Night Network? Pretty cool, um, man. Television. Sure. So can you? You said you this was in England. You said right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can could you do the the accent? Like, did you were you there long enough where you can? Like... Oh yes, and I can do my English accent perfect. Actually, I can completely pass. Oh, be, really... You'd be able to think that I was not English, just like Charlie Cox is not American. Yeah, I know. Did, I... You, ever, did you ever do that with him, just to mess with him? Yes. <laughs> yes. It, 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 actually, so if you remember, at the end of season one, at the graveside, it was freezing cold. It was bitter, bitter cold. And we would have to go into this van. So I was sitting in the van. I, I hadn't met Charlie before. So we started speaking. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I went to Central. He goes, you did? Yeah, I went to Central. I, I, I dropped it pretty quickly because I got too embarrassed. But um, <laughs> he bought it briefly. But um, there's another time I was doing, um, oh, what was the show? Shoot. Um, um, See, this is, why, this is why I'm not an actor because I would just fuck with people all the time. Yeah. All well, so the I, time. So there was a brief period of time when I was doing voiceovers and I would go in and if I had to get a British voiceover, I'd be British the whole day. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there in the audition that way. I remember to speak this way and it's like, oh yeah, we're a bunch of us expats are going to go have lunch. Like, oh great, let's go have lunch. So I go and sit down and have lunch with them and talk about coming from Kent. My parents are still in Kent. I live here in the United States. I've been here for 10 years. I haven't been back yet. So, yeah, I miss it. I miss it a lot. <laughs> um, but So I, I, I did. And actually, if you call my cell phone, but you can't. But if you did, because <laughs> I, I did this on my phone. I feel like I he, almost, he almost did it. He almost, he yeah. almost gave out the number on the podcast. Call it right now. See if I can do this. See if I can do this. This would be funny. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm, I'm also I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> That's how it goes when you gotta gotta That's... deal with technology on the fly. You have wow, you gotta check those. No, 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 stop! <laughs> no, let him play. This is magic. So we want you to come back on Daredevil Four. It's gonna be on the Disney. <laughs> uh, so it's it's not letting me play it, but my my my. My outgoing message is me with a British accent. That's so, so good. <laughs> so if you ever get my phone number, it's me with a British accent for the time view. That's the best. So yeah, I, I do this from time to time, and um, and it's cheeky and nodding, <laughs> but I do it. Yeah, I, I would do that all the time. I would do, it, and then I would forget who I did it with, and then it would all crumble so fast. And if they ever call you on it, you're like, no, I'm just I'm just working on a new character. <laughs> yeah, well, so what what happened once I was doing a. An industrial, because one has to make money. And this was a long time ago, and, and I did it. They only wanted Brits, so I went in as a Brit, and I threw the whole thing as a Brit. And the um, the director calls me on my cell phone. I'm like, "Hi, That's Jeffrey." I'm like, "Yeah, this is so and so." Oh, yeah, hi. Hello. <laughs> he goes, um, "I'm like, yeah, no, no." I, I answer the phone with my American accent because I don't want people to know I'm British because most of the roles I get are American. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I'm so sorry for that happened. And then, and then I'm on the train going back with the clients 
from Princeton, on the train up from Princeton, and they wanted to sit with me. Oh, so they're talking to me. And I say, yeah, but I do a pretty good American accent. They go, oh, can we hear? I'm like, hi, my name's Jeffrey Cantor from Ramsey, New Jersey. And the, their response was, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> like my American accent. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, keep working yeah. on it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's pretty yeah. funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wish I I wish I could do it that consistently. That'd be that'd be the best. Um, and you, yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly. I just need to just need to practice it consistently or move to England. Yeah, one or the other. One or yeah. the other. Um, so I, I have several friends and myself included who are huge fans of the Law and Order uh, series. Oh yeah, we we were told that if we didn't, we were bring told it up. that we need to ask you what your experience was like on the many iterations of law and order that you were. Well, I, I've done, as you may have checked out on IMDb, I've done uh, 12 law and orders. So I, I did, I think three flags, four flagships. Okay. Um, um, four criminal intents, three special victims units and one trial by jury. Ooh. Which is and in my trial by jury, you know Dom Long, Dominic, the guy who plays um, Kingpin's father in the flashback. Yep, yep. The, Dom Long is how I know him. So Dom Dom was my client. Oh, so cool. And his and his co-defendant was Michael Coulter. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I met both of those guys. Was on that show. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, they had, they had created that show for Jerry Orbach when he had been diagnosed, but they didn't think he was going to die. They um they created something where his his time would be a little less uh he wouldn't be needed quite as much but yeah. he once he passed they canceled the show. BB Newworth was in it was good. Um, Scott Cohn was. I I don't think I ever saw that one. I've seen you know I've seen a, a little bit of each of the other ones for sure. You can find it. It's called Thin Blue Line. Um, I don't know what year it was, well, but yeah, I've. I've seen that. That's that's, that's the, the episode. That's the episode of oh, that's Thin the episode. Blue, that's the episode of Trial by Jury that um, that uh, I was in. Uh, but look, it was great. I mean, it was I think my, it was my first TV gig. I was in the cold open, um, and uh, I got to do like one of the last episodes in the last season with um, Vincent. Um, uh, uh, I was you know. I've had small parts. I've had medium parts. I've had pretty big parts, but it, it was great. I mean, it's a machine. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, I mean, in, in SVU, uh, Warren light for the longest time was the showrunner. He's a writer on it, but he was the showrunner and I did a play of his, I did two plays of his actually. And so there were times when I would just get called in, which was very nice, you know, but the writing was amazing, you know, in these shows and, um, and these casts are, they really know what they're doing. Um, sometimes the directors, um, the directors know less than some of the actors. I mean, we, I, don't, I wouldn't say that we really had that in our, in our life on, on Daredevil, but you, the third season, you know, Deborah Ann and I had had a full season together and by season three, we knew our characters better than any new director coming in would, would know our characters. Absolutely. Um, um, but they, they really knew what they were doing. I, you know, I, I, it, it employed a lot of actors, uh, the stars, Deserve so to be stars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Mariska's amazing, <laughs> amazing as a person and and as a as an actress. She, you know, she's she's fully committed. Um, 
uh, whatever. I, I had a, I had a great time. I, I loved I loved doing it. That's so awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it's one of those. Uh, a very good friend of mine, Katie, like on her whenever she was sick, that was her thing. Was like you know chicken noodle soup and SVU, and I would just come you know I'd come home and she'd be like, you know all, all up on the couch just watching. Like, how long have you been? How long have you been watching this? She's like, I don't know. I woke up at like ten this morning. She's like, I don't know. I'm afraid if I leave the house, I'm gonna get robbed. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> exactly. But yeah. Well, I mean, it. I, I. I. I mean, isn't you? Isn't the USA Network basically dedicated to it? Yeah, it's just the SVU Network now. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's all they show. It's so. Well, it's, so. A, it's a good go-to. I mean, like. Yeah. Particularly- yeah. I mean, look. If it, if it weren't, if it weren't for that, you would not have Daredevil. That's true. If it weren't, if it weren't, I mean, and before that, remember, there's NYPD Blue. Yep. There's no NYPD Blue. There's no Law and Order. That's so. True. Nothing happens in a vacuum. You know, you have some really great, great writers. You have some really, really great shows. And then as technology changes and as tastes change, there are shifts. But there, you, you, don't have, uh, you don't have serious action drama out of nowhere. And, and NYPD Blue, you may recall, was a freaking great show, man. It is. Yeah. You know? I remember I, I watched that one all the time with my mom. We, that would be one of our shows that we would watch together. Look, I don't know that you have. I don't know that you have them without Columbo. That's true. Yeah. Or Kojak. Kojak. Right. Yeah. You know. Um. And and, and Hawaii Five O, the original Hawaii Five O, it was brightly lit, but that was that was that took itself that took itself pretty seriously. Yeah. And these are serious guys, so you know it, it is an art form that that you can see an evolution. Like everything else, I, I think um, there was just a moment of time before Netflix figured it out that people were scared that there wasn't going to be any good narrative character driven TV anymore because everyone thought people only had attention spans of seven minutes and they were making web series. And that and either web series or, or reality television. And then the fact that the fact that Netflix created House of Cards, everyone went, oh, look what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it takes a lot to make a show that is, especially with House of Cards, that universally talked about and revered where it's, it's really just, a, you know, it's like, it's like an R rated West Wing almost, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just, which it, was another amazing show. It was a great, <laughs> I, love the, I love the West yeah. Wing. Although, although I have to, I have to say, I mean, look, season one and two, of House of Cards were stellar. I, I don't know that they maintained it, um, but that's also difficult. I think it could have ended back- after season two. Like the last scene was a perfect cap on yeah. it. I, I think Daredevil had another couple of seasons in it for, oh, sure. for sure. I thought you were going to say it ended, ended where it should have. I was like, nah. <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't. Uh, I think I think you needed another season to see Karen back with the boys and see what that yep. looked like. Yeah, that's yeah. set up and and see and and to be honest, see Bullshit. how how Ellison and how, he, how would he use Karen? Would Karen give him stuff? Would right. I find out about Daredevil? Um, and and you know what's going to happen with you know Kingpin because he's still around. I, I think I think there was much more stuff to be mined in that in that world, at least for another season. Um, but some shows deserve to end. Other shows, you know, 
Yeah. Also, Bullseye. I wanted to see more Bullseye. Yeah, Bullseye was awesome. Great. Wasn't he great? Yeah. Yeah. Season three was, I mean. Season three was great. It was so great. It, and the, the the little hints at, you know, the way they don't, they don't come out and say like, hey, look at this guy. He's Bullseye. It was just like you see this guy come out of nowhere and he's making like some amazing shots and stuff. And then they build on his character and they show him psychologically breaking apart. Yeah. It was oh my god the character development in that show is so yeah. good. Well, and then and also you see like how truly well we got a hint of it in the prison how Kingpin, even in the worst case scenarios with quote unquote almost nothing, still maneuvered to make himself the top guy. Oh, yeah. And the same thing where you saw that with Bullseye, he sees the potential in this guy, and he just made these subtle little movements, little little plans where he just turned him into this tool that he he needed. And where Bullseye yeah, didn't yeah. even know. Exactly. Yeah. He just the writing. That's the writing. Yeah. Oh, and the acting. Come on. He's, he's amazing. And, and the acting. Well, that's another thing, too, is that there was there was not a weak link in that entire show. Everyone was just, like, acting their balls off. You know what I mean? And yourself included, I must say. You were, you were excellent. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, Deborah Wall, it was great. Charlie Cox. I actually saw him... For the first time, I think it was, what's that show? Uh, Boardwalk Empire. Sure. Um, and he was amazing in that um, as, a, as a side character, too, which is why it was weird originally when he was cast as Daredevil. I'm like, that's the uh, Irish guy? That's going to be kind of weird. But, uh, you know, and then, yeah, you know, everyone involved is just so awesome. And it, it was, I think uh, that's another great reason why it succeeded was that they didn't take. I don't, I don't want to shit on DC. You know, DC <laughs> Comics makes some good stuff. But, you know, you take, like, the the Arrow show, right? Which I actually enjoy. But there's a lot of unknown actors there. You know, people who, you know, um, who, you know, have been on the CW and stuff before where they're not, you know, they're not the same caliber. And I think that it suffers sometimes. There's not as much growth and not as much development there. But, you know, you get some of these people who are just, like, Man, they could st- have a scene all by himself. Like a lot of times, Matt Murdock is just talking to himself or talking to, you know, uh, the the priest in the confession booth, and it's just like, oh my god, it's like you're sitting there next to him. It's yeah. amazing. So, well, uh, and I, I think you have to also credit the writing. You know, the, yeah, absolutely. I the mean, whole thing is created, and it, and it's filmic. It's not TV. It's they're not trying to get laughs. Right. Not pushing us. You know, my, I, I always ha- talked about my first scene as being exemplary of the whole show. My first scene with Ben Urich. We don't even get to the meat of that scene until like three pages in, four pages in. You know, where, where I'm talking about his family. I'm talking about insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't even get, we, we don't even know what that scene is about until we're, we're well into it. Because they're they're establishing the fact that I have a relationship with him, that I care, that he cares, that we came up together, but I've moved up. So much is packed into that, and they did not rush us at all. We got to sit and look at each other and have a conversation, and that was really exemplary of how that whole show is structured. It's like they wrote scenes that you got to do. Right. There was very little. Nothing was left on the cutting room floor. They didn't edit it for time. You know, I've been in shows where I've watched the edit. I'm like, that that was it. Well, there was the, there were these lines in between that got me from here to there. Where'd they go? I I suck. <laughs> I suck. Look how excited I got because they don't show the transition. And this right. show, they 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 took their time with us as actors, um, certainly with me, and uh, and they 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 let you 
breathe in the space of um, of who these people were, and that was very unique. You yeah. know, it's really great. Yeah, you know, it, it's you know, it doesn't have to be nonstop. Like, oh, let's throw to him out beating up more bad guys. You know, I think some of the strongest points of that show were the you know the relationships you know between Foggy and Karen and uh, Matt, and it's just it doesn't have to be you know. Well, perfect example. The the first season, he doesn't even get the red suit until the last like what two three episodes. Or yeah, something like towards that. the end. Yeah, and it's like you know, it doesn't have to be nonstop superhero fighting. It's it, there's more. Well, to look, it they, they had a whole episode just for Karen. Yeah, in, in season. I mean, yeah, and she's exactly. she's amazing. Uh, like she was she was great in uh, True Blood too. And yeah. I, a f- fun thing I said. Have, have you watched? Have you watched her her Dungeons and Dragons show? You know, I, I was just going to bring was, that up. It yeah. was just so funny because I was asking, "When are you going to be in uh, yeah. Relics and Rarities?" Well, so I've asked her. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be in it. Um, I'm actually seeing her uh, tomorrow night, and we're going to watch. The, I think one of her episodes, the, the next episode airs nice. uh, Mondays and, and Wednesdays. So we're going to watch, and she's going to live. I guess it's on Twitch TV. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, well, Twitch. I, I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That's, so, that's so a little shout out to her and Twitch. We're gonna, I'm gonna sit with her. We're gonna watch it together, and uh, and she's gonna, I guess, live tweet. The, I don't know, live Twitch. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you're gonna, she's gonna I, do. I, something I, live. Just, just but, tell um, her here, nerds or friends, that we want to see you in it. Yeah, we, yeah. Okay. The people right, have right. spoken. <laughs> the people have spoken. And your character should have it's a British accent. It'll yeah. be great. My character will have a British accent. Yeah. I promise. If, or, or we can. What other? If there's another accent you'd like to see, you can. We can have a little list of the ones I can do. Oh yeah. And you guys, we'll, we'll let it be a fan based decision Ooh, on what accent. Ooh, actually, need. to pick his character, that actually would be kind of fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. Like we pick the character. Good. Go cool. run for it. Now, <laughs> now you got to do it. He's from New Zealand. <laughs> cry, cry. We can do that. Let me cry. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what's, what's next for you? What's, uh, what do you got in the works that you can talk about? I know you um, can talk about I'm, I'm on some... Or specifically the stuff you can't talk about. That'd be yeah, even... you can tell us that right. too. So I'm waiting on some things as one does as an actor. Um, I, uh, I have, I work with a nonprofit called Rethink the Conversation and we're going to be filming a program, um, uh, around, uh, young people, um, who have lived through, uh, the loss of a loved one to suicide. So we're setting, um, it's going to be unscripted. Uh, we're going to be filming that this summer. Um, uh, basically it's an educational piece, not really as a documentary. Um, although it's going to have that. So I'm directing that, directing a short film that somebody wrote. Um, uh, and if those might butt up against each other. Um, and, uh, you know, just plugging away, auditioning, trying to trying to get work uh, as one as an actor has to do. I, you know, we were supposed to be filming Daredevil right now, uh, so so I sort of had that in my head that that's what I was doing. But my daughter's graduating college in May, so I'll be picking her up. Nice. Yeah. So um, that's so crazy. Okay, yeah. so was that a contract that you guys were supposed to be filming Daredevil or? No. Well, they, they told us that we're starting up in February. I didn't I didn't sign a contract, so I wasn't a regular. But even the regulars. They heard it was lined up. That yeah. I think this had already been written, but they canceled it. So I just in my it was more in my head. It's not like yeah, right, right, right. Because that's even like, crazy you know, to me that that everyone still thought you know, and now all of a sudden just bam gone. Like well, that, I mean that that is how it was for some people. Look, the, all the stars don't have to worry about it, right? So D'Onofrio, he's already on seven, eight other projects. Charlie's doing a play. 
John Bernthal's doing, everyone's doing stuff. I'm looking for work, you know, yeah. which, which is absolutely fine. I, I, I have no complaints. Four years was a really good ride. I mean, that was a really good ride. We were working on that. I had something to do, and I think I got to do Maniac in the middle of that. Which was also yeah. excellent. I, I meant to bring that up. Suck. Such a um, cool I show. Did, like, yeah. Weird and, yeah. Like, weird, quirky. I, I, did a, I did an episode of Ball. I did a movie called Hot Air with Steve Coogan. I, I had a day uh, movie with Seth Rogen you know, that they just called me up to do because they wanted me to play his dad. So, you know, so, <laughs> so what was that like, being his dad? You know, he was a kid graduating college. Did you have to like practice your Seth Rogen laugh? The... No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, it was, it was easy. I have yeah. a son who graduated college. He, you know, was graduating college. His, his name was Ben. My son's real name is Ben. It was easy. pretty. It's pretty easy to do. They just so copy real, some, real copy stretch, some of home movies. Real stretches and acting skills, you know, right yeah. there. I, listen, you're playing a dad whose son is graduating named Ben. Go. Got yeah. it. <laughs> I, I'm so proud of you. Oh, it's so nice. Okay. So, That's so awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm working a fair amount. Um, this has actually been the longest stretch that I haven't been working. And that's, you know, I, I, my, the film we did was just in, in um, December. So oh, it's January, okay. February. So we're not even in March. So two months is the longest stretch. Uh, without work in like two years, so that, I, as That's an actor, hey, enjoy some time off. I I wish I could take. Yeah, yeah, time off. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm good. I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, I I can't thank you enough for you know. Yes, can. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for no, the, no, thank for, you. For, thank uh, you for the tasty bit that we'll throw out yeah, later. <laughs> yeah, there's. For our listeners, stick around till after the the ending outro music because there's going to be some tasty bits from record, recording before the actual start of the show. Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much. Bits. Yeah, little tasty bits. Tasty you know, bits. Yeah, nice one. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. But thanks. Bits. Yeah, I appreciate you staying up past your bedtime and sure. taking the time to do it with us and talk some of the stuff. Uh, we we really do. We love all the work that you've done so far, and we can't wait to see some more from you. So. Right. So I, I guess we have to. Um, I'm on Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Tell we were, us we where were to leading find towards you. that. So Twitter, I am Jeff at Jeff Cantor, with a G G E O F C A N T O R. Um, um, Instagram is Mr G Cantor, as you guys know. That's who you found me. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is Jeffrey Cantor. Um, uh, I don't do Snapchat because I'm too old. I don't um, either. I'm too old uh, for Snapchat. I, I, I do Reddit as Jeff Cantor because I do the occasional Reddit AMA. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, and uh, I'm doing the Big Apple Comic Con March 10th only. Uh, that's Sunday in New York City at uh, Pennsylvania Plaza, which is across from Penn Station. So if you're around in New York, if somebody in New York is hearing this, you have a couple of days, but you should come by. Yeah, definitely. Definitely check that out. Uh Comic convention is super fun. You get to meet and them. and hashtag Save Daredevil, of course. Yeah, of course. And and what was the website again? It was uh, Save Daredevil dot com. Save Daredevil Save Daredevil dot com. And my website is JeffreyCantor dot com. There you go. Well, thanks again, Jeff. We we really appreciate it. Commode. Yeah, commode. <laughs> my my website would never say commode. I'm going to change it. Five. It's been on my to do list for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Having a commode on your to-do list, I don't, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. But good, good. Well, thanks again, Jeff, and thank you, Christian, yep. for uh... you guys. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This has been Nerds with Friends. Thank you, and good night. It's funny. So um, my first con uh, was Big Apple Con two years ago. I've only done them. I'm doing my third con. Nice. So my, but my second con was um, Houston Comic Palooza. Okay. And uh, yeah. it was big. It was big. You know, you know, it's a big center. But I went, I guess, as Ellison because I figure I, I'm an old guy. I'm not that hip. I can't. So, like, what am I going to do? I, I want people to recognize me. So, um. I had my, my, my badge. I think I have it right here. I had this, my badge, you know, my lanyard, right? So I, I was wearing that around my neck, and I had my little glasses and my shirt and my tie. And so what people were doing was, uh, excuse me, sir, where's the bathroom? Or where can we get the <laughs> or, or, like, where, do you know Steve Hogg? Like, where is Steve Hogg? Yeah. And, like, um, th- that's my table there. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I'm I'm such a nerd that even the nerds don't recognize me. Yeah, exactly.